San Diego's plan to have more protected bike lanes downtown has completed its first phase. These lanes have been installed on these three streets, J, Beach, and 6th, but their construction has caused some confusion as well as some anger about a loss of parking. Motorists should brace for more, though, as this bike network will soon grow. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Lindsay Winkley, you're a public safety reporter for the Union-Tribune. Why don't you explain, why are these new bike lanes here? Yeah, so overall, the reason why we're seeing these bike lanes is because several years ago, the city council approved the downtown mobility plan. And the idea, well, one of the primary tenets of this plan was to make downtown way more bike friendly. Uh Um, And so a lot of the plan essentially removed lanes to create space for new protected bike lanes. So minus one car lane, plus one bike lane. In some spaces, yeah. But the construction that we're seeing right now, you're essentially seeing the removal of a vehicle lane to make way for some fancy new bike lanes. Mm -hmm. And uh, since this plan was agreed upon several years ago, we've seen this explosion in scooters. So now the universe has certainly changed. Yeah, the travel world is very tumultuous right now, isn't it? Um, Yeah, and there was a lot of um, strong feelings, I feel like, for um, individuals who regularly commute downtown. Um, This certainly kind of changes the landscape of a couple of often used thoroughfares. I mean, 6th Avenue is very busy. uh, So is Beach Street. Um, But overall, I think that the city felt that these were really important changes, not just to kind of... um, expand on the mobility options downtown, uh, but also to meet some pretty important climate change uh, goals that we have. Yeah, because the city has rather ambitious goals to reduce vehicle miles traveled, which we need everything to achieve that goal, it seems. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those goals really hinge on getting people out of cars. And if the city's going to do that, they need to make other forms of travel a little bit more convenient. So that that was a high priority of theirs. And one, um, I wouldn't necessarily say funny thing, but interesting thing was kind of how you got assigned this story and how this all came about. Why don't you take <laughs> us back to a couple of days ago when you and all the editors were kind of joking about these mystery boxes that were downtown? Yeah, there was, um, you know, the as the construction went in, it was very piecemeal. Obviously, they have to do section by section. Um, And so when they were first kind of coming into life, it was very sort of difficult to determine what we were looking at. We you couldn't easily visualize the changes. Um, And as somebody who wasn't familiar with these kinds of new protected bikeways uh, and apparently nobody else was either, uh, we just uh, we thought to ourselves, this is an opportunity um, just to take people through some new changes and help them better understand their new surroundings. So, yeah, because those green sections were up first and people were kind of joking like what are these mystery boxes downtown yeah there was yeah there was you know the the cross bikes so instead of crosswalks cross bikes um those kind of went in and then you know painted islands were were really foreign to kind of the downtown space so i mean if you look back many decades ago downtown really wasn't designed with anybody who wasn't a car in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, the space has a lot of shortcomings when it comes to any kind of travel that's not vehicle-based. So the city really did need to kind of get creative um, to make changes. And while a lot of, you know, bicycle and mobility advocates would love to see kind of some, some permanent changes down the road, 
the paint job was a way to make some pretty substantial improvements for bicycle travel without breaking the bank. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, you threw around some terms that maybe we're not really familiar with. Let's broadly go through what's the anatomy of a bike lane. Yeah, sure. So I guess let's let's kind of start with um, painted islands. I think those are one of the more confusing um, improvements for people. So painted islands essentially um, have they are the equivalent of a concrete island without being a concrete island. Uh-huh. Um, so they should not be driven through, just like you wouldn't drive through a, a concrete island. One would hope. And one would hope. Um, the idea is to remove a vehicle lane. Um, but also to kind of save some parking by um, painting in cutouts where Mm -hmm. cars will be able to park. So instead of, you know, driving your Prius, because we're in San Diego, (laughs) driving your Prius and parking along a curb, you'll now park next to a painted curb um, that's several feet away from the curb, which is now making space for the bike lane. And that's part of what's caused some confusion downtown as these bike lanes are being created essentially is that without the clear notation because now some of them have the this is now parking label on them but before that people were parked and traffic assumed that there was someone in the car just not moving yeah it was um it wasn't the best situation for a couple of weeks because there wasn't clear indications that the painted islands were the new parking space so you actually had a lot of double parking Mm -hmm. people who thought they could still park on the curb and then people who thought oh these islands are in i can park here now um you know i I think that i think that we will see that kind of confusion um quickly go away as more signs move in and make things a little bit more clear and also the bike lane symbols themselves weren't in either so it just looked like we had these painted bike lane or this painted island and then regular curb and you know, so mm-hmm. things are getting better. <laughs> and also, what are these green sections that appear sometimes? Sometimes they're lines, sometimes they're striped. What do those mean? Yeah, it's absolutely my favorite of all the changes, um, mainly because of its name. So instead of a crosswalk where pedestrians cross, those are white segmented painted sections in between curbs. We have cross bikes because Mm -hmm. bikes are crossing intersections now. So um, the cross bikes are essentially just to indicate to drivers that a bicycle is moving from one protected bike lane to another protected bike lane. Um, Just to give a heads up that that's the kind of traffic that's going to be going in that area. And it's also worth noting that even if it's a one-way street, bikes can go either way, right? On some of them, yes. So some of the protected bike lanes are going to be created to facilitate bi-directional travel for bicyclists. That's not on all streets, kind of depending how much room um, there is available for the protected bike paths. But yes, we will be seeing uh, bi-directional travel for bicyclists and scooters, Mm -hmm. anybody who's on a car. And uh, some of the bike lanes are like sectioned off with these little posts, right? Yeah, they're called bollards, and uh, they are designed to just provide an extra physical measure of protection for bicyclists. Um, although Painted Islands and some of the divisions kind of already do that, this is just an extra measure of safety, um, which you know anybody who rides a bike is going to be a fan of. And in reporting these stories, um, who did you speak to as those who were supportive of this move? Yeah, so obviously mobility advocates are hugely excited about these changes. These are changes that we have been talking about for years now. So to see them come into fruition or to, to see them become reality, I think is really exciting for um, for people who have been kind of fighting for this for a long time. Um, 
I think, you know, I didn't speak personally to many daily bicycle commuters, but I can only imagine that bicycle commuters are pretty stoked about it, too. Um, these changes really do improve the way that people can get around downtown. Um, not everybody was a fan, though. Yeah, especially with losing parking, that always creates a controversy. Yeah, absolutely. People were really sensitive about the the parking situation. Um, you know, I spoke to a couple of downtown residents. One of them has always sort of struggled with downtown parking, um, but did really feel like the interests of tomorrow's generation were trumping the interests of current residents, um, which, you know, he, he just didn't necessarily feel like it was a valuable trade. Um, but just on, on kind of the parking front... This plan is 30 years long. It will take Uh 30 years for all of these changes to be implemented. Um, And over the course of those 30 years, we're really not talking about losing that many parking spots. I think so overall, downtown has just over 9,000 street parking. That's not including parking garages or parking, you know, underground parking lots Mm -hmm. or corner parking lots. Um, Yeah. So over the course of 30 years, we're going to be losing less than 500 parking spaces overall. And in the first three years, we actually gain hundreds of parking spaces because of um, some parallel parking is going to make way for um, for angled parking, which mm-hmm. drastically increases parking spots. And we're also getting a new parking garage in East Village. So, so now that this phase one is complete, uh, what are we seeing next? Yeah, so with uh, with phase one being completed, we will see the second and third phases of the plan um, kind of taking shape. That section of the plan involves a lot of different streets, Pacific Highway, State Street, 3rd Avenue, 4th Avenue, 5th Avenue, Park Boulevard, B Street, C Street. There's a number of them. And some of those sections are actually included in existing Sandag infrastructure projects as well. Uh So that part might take a little bit more time. um, But that, you know, it's just it's essentially what we're seeing now, just more streets. And what's the time frame for the second phase? Yeah, so the next couple of sections of the plan are slated to be completed in about three years, give or take. All right, Lindsay Winkley, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. In other transportation news, Amtrak is beefing up service during Comic-Con. The Pacific Surfliner, which goes between San Luis Obispo and San Diego, will add 95,000 seats Wednesday through the end of the week. Comic-Con brings more than 160,000 people to San Diego every year, and this week tends to be a boom for Amtrak, as last week, ridership jumped by 40%. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. On weekday mornings, you can also hear a quick rundown of local weather and headlines. Just tell your smart speaker to launch the San Diego Union Tribune. You can also get the Flash Briefing as a podcast. For a full listing of our audio offerings, go to uniontrib.com slash podcasts. Until next time.